Costs to originate keep rising, even with more technology in the industry. The problem is the core platform. A new LOS can re-architect the process around data, not humans moving paper files. Vesta has built this LOS, and you can learn more at Vesta.com. Welcome, everyone. My guest today is Sarah Holtz, Vice President of Demand Marketing and Communications at ICE, to talk about the company's latest borrower insights survey. This is a sneak peek of the survey, which can be downloaded for free starting on April 1st, and we're zeroing in on what borrowers want from the mortgage process. Sarah, welcome to the podcast. Hi, thanks, Sarah, for having me. I feel like we will just say Sarah and Sarah. (laughs) (laughs) There's Sarah with an H and Sarah without H. Yes, absolutely. So really excited about this to really dive into your borrower insight survey. So I was just at ICE Experience last week. Great job. Really fun conference. Really in had so much knowledge in that conference and so many experts. So this was some of the, um, you know, you rolled some of this out, but I, I think, uh, tell us a little bit about the about the survey, about the study, because you guys, you're, you're going to roll the whole thing out on April 1st. Is that correct? That is correct. And first of all, it was great to see you at Experience. What an amazing conference. The team did such a great job and we're also thrilled, still recovering a bit, but also thrilled in um, how that delivered and what our customers said. And yes, as part of the conference, we had some of this data roll out, and then we will roll out our full ebook, as you mentioned, on April 1st. So um, it's our borrower insight survey, and we tend to select a theme and then run the survey, you know, every year um, to really help our customers and, and what they need to focus on and think about. And coming out of the pandemic, we noticed, you know, there was this surge of just busyness. Um, that identified a lot of needs around the digital aspect of the mortgage process. And so how much technology do people need and and where does that go? And now you're getting a different market. You know, we're entering somewhat of a purchase market. Rates have risen. I think I checked today, it was like 6 and 7% for a 30-year. And so, you know, how do you as a, as a lender navigate this? And especially looking at what uh, borrowers want. And so um, our survey this year really identified some key factors that I think lenders needed to pay uh, special attention to um, as we move forward in 2023. I think that's a great point. Uh, always, you know, for lenders, borrowers, understanding what borrowers want, understanding where to connect with them, understanding, you know, what is it they're looking for and how to provide that experience is super important in a purchase market like this one. Wow, I can't imagine something more important than really understanding how to reach them and and what is it they want. So so let's dive into that a little bit. Um, what are what are some of the things that you found surprising about this survey? What really struck me from this year's survey was the impact and factor of how many mortgages someone has taken out, really driving what kind of experience they want. And of course, there's the generational impact. So you have what millennials, Gen Z, baby boomers, Gen X, um, that does play a role. But ultimately, how many mortgages someone has had indicates how much technology they lean on in the process. And having my background be uh, marketing for a credit union, I have been on the other side where I'm trying to get people to select us for uh, the mortgage. And I know for a fact, I wasn't asking, how many mortgages have you taken out in your life as one of the indications? And so that was really surprising to me and something I hope every lender uh, looks into in in this survey is not just the age, but also how many mortgages someone has taken in their lifetime. 
I think that's really interesting when you think about the fact that we're seeing people stay in their homes longer. So, you know, if you've been in your home for 17 years, you might be a, you know, you might be a Gen X, but like you've, you've taken out one mortgage and it was a long time ago. And you're like, yeah, I'd, I'd really like, maybe I want a different experience than someone who's like, you know, they've been going back and forth. They've had five houses in that, in that time. They might want a much different kind of experience. Especially two, two factors that come to mind when you say that. One is, of course, if somebody's doing investment properties. So if they're constantly doing mortgages, um, that might be a sign where the technology plays a more of a role and where they, they want less human interaction. Um, keep in mind, of course, that human interaction always plays a role. Like in no data do we get somebody wants constant or 100% technology. So the key is really how much percentage of technology each borrower wants. And so that's what we're talking about here. And someone who, for example, might do an investment or even a purchase goes the complete opposite side. You could have somebody who's really comfortable with refinance mortgages, but we know that in the purchase market, buying a home and the mortgage associated with that is pretty complex and emotionally charged. You have a lot of other factors in that versus a refinance. And so that's going to have more handholding um, and more high touch for our borrower than say someone who's just doing a simple refinance. And then you have to factor in too that people uh, really, the data shows people go to one or two lenders when they go to look for a mortgage. And so what you're doing now is setting up for people who are buying a home for two years down the road when they're ready to refi, especially with rates as they are now, you know, that they will go to you first if the process and if the experience was dialed in um, currently. I really think that's so important. Well, let's get to some of the data. You know, let's talk about flexibility first. What did you guys find out about, like, what are borrowers looking for when it comes to flexible financing? So 53% named flexible loan options as one of the most important parts of who they choose to go to as a lender. Um, so that's a pretty significant number. And, you know, when you dive deep into what that flexibility is, um, we'll have that obviously in the ebook. But just to note that if you're talking to a potential borrower, explaining to the potential borrower the options you have as part of your mortgage, that's critical. And then deciding to, to go with you. And also for millennials, we had 85% of millennials indicate that a flexible down payment and loan options were what what they used to select a lender. That's a critical piece of information too, especially um, as you heard at Experience, how topical affordability lending has become and, and what options we're providing for borrowers across the industry. So 85% of millennials, that's a pretty significant number who want you know the options in terms of down payment and loans. And I think that points to the fact that lenders have to have options or, you know, if you're a mortgage broker, maybe you have more options, right? But also you have to be educated and you have to educate them. So if they're looking for options, well, you have to be able to explain all those and really be able to figure out why this is the best for them, especially if they're shopping. You know, I, I don't, it's it's hard to know how many people actually shop for mortgages, but it it makes sense to me that one or two is sort of the limit because there is you know, it's a it's a difficult process. People don't even really know how to compare mortgage lenders. And so if mm. they if they find someone they like, someone who responds quickly and they have some good options, I feel like that goes a long way. Absolutely, Sarah. And you know, think about in the process, you know, people apply usually online. I think that's a significant amount um, of people in the industry. I know I do. 
I want an immediate follow-up from a person. Did you get my loan? What's going on there? The conversation at that moment is, is really how I make a selection. And I think a lot of people in the industry do that same thing. And so as a lender, are you asking, you know, what is it you want out of this process at that moment? And if we know that it, uh, flexibility is such a key factor, you know, what kind of flexibility um, are we talking about that they might that they might want to look into? And I'll point out something about millennials. We say millennials and we throw that term around. At this point and for 2023, the age for millennial is 27 to 42. Wow. That's quite a range of people in that in that category. And when you think about that, you know, someone who's say in their early 40s, might assume that they want less interaction. You might assume that they want, you know, something because when you think of someone in their 40s, at least for most of us, we think of Gen X, right? <laughs> or something in an older, but actually millennials are entering that phase. And so that's something also I think that's key is you can't just go generationally. You have to go into different buckets here. I think some of the um, insight that I found really interesting here was what you found on savings, because it is interesting, like in this higher higher rate environment, we don't want to say high rate, but higher than it was a year ago by a lot, right? You have people who are really conscious of the rate and you have people who are more conscious of the overall savings. So talk to us about what you found there. Sure. So categorically, savings is a broad topic. So when you say savings, right, it's um, it could be something different for different people. And so that's where you have to slice into the data. If you know that two thirds of Americans said that saving money overall is one of the most important options when financing a mortgage, that's a significant amount. But what does that mean? And what are they looking looking for? And so what the survey did was then double double down and, and double click into the different types of savings. So for example, 90% of the boomer generation in that saving theme or category wanted a lower interest rate. So that's a pretty high number there. 42% of your millennials and Gen Z care about the interest rate. So for them, saving money is going to come into a different bucket, understanding that for them, saving money is still a really important topic. And so that's where, you know, just that conversation with them alone can help. Like, what is it you're trying to save for? I think it's really interesting because if you're a boomer, then, you know, obviously you're, I, I mean, I'm Gen X and I'm not that far, you know, I'm like 12, 15 years away from retirement. So like, if you're a boomer, you're obviously uh, even closer. So that interest rate, it's interesting to me that that's the, that's the factor they're keyed in on and other uh, generations aren't. And in, in some ways it makes sense. Like no matter what you get the interest rate for today, if you consider that in a couple of years, if, if, you know, things come down a little bit, you're going to refi. It seems like that's could be less important overall. And I think that's, you know, very important to note. If you're looking at a purchase market and somebody's buying a home, interest rates may not be the factor, whereas if they're refinancing, like you said, and so that could have some impact in there too. Um, but the point is to ask. The point is, if you know savings is a is a high percentage of what people are looking for in their mortgage, that's a conversation starter. What are you trying to save for? How can I help you with savings? And it's not a one size fits all. It's it's an ability for our lenders to really talk to that particular borrower, right? Every borrower has their own experience and their own goals. So knowing savings is important. It gives you that that open the door theme, and then you can get the individual insight uh, from your borrower. 
Another uh, topic that you guys delved into was education and how lenders need to help borrowers understand what options are available to them, especially if you're talking about first-time homeowners, people who are currently renting, who want to get into homeownership, and who lenders really want to reach and get them into homeownership. What are some of the data points you saw there? So this is a fascinating area uh, for me as well, especially the conversations around how do we get more people into homeownership, which is ultimately our purpose and our goal. And education seems to be the key factor in that, both education from Mortgage 101 and how little people might know about the mortgage, uh, especially as you mentioned, first-time home borrowers uh, for renters. We found that 50% of renters would be more likely to purchase a home if there were programs that addressed higher home prices or interest rates. And so just by telling a first-time home buyer about programs that might be available to them uh, federally or locally can help that borrower. In addition, um, there's a lot of misconception out there, especially related to down payments, credit scores. And so walking your first-time home borrowers through what that looks like, 50% of renters believe you need to provide more than 10% as a down payment. We know there's programs that can help uh, people with less than percent of that. And then this is the really important factor for people to, to dive into is 73% of renters believe that owning a home is beyond their reach at this time. So when you look at that number and how many of those people, you know, you can help in terms of purpose, but let's flip that and also talk business. How much of those people could be your loan? That's out there for the taking if they believe that they could do it. I think that's a great point. And it's so specific to where they are, what they're already paying in rent, what home prices are in their area, right? All all real estate is local, but especially if you talk about can you afford something in your area, renting versus buying? I think that's where you know loan officers who can really dig into where that particular person is and really look at their finances and say, you're paying X in rent. And over the next two, three years, it's projected to be higher and higher. You know, let's see where we can get you at. I think that that's a huge hurdle that people, you know, don't know that there are these programs out there. That's right. That's right. And that's where that um, high tech, high touch concept comes in. Because if they've come into you through a technology source from the application or from outreach, it's still an opportunity for you to provide that customer focus. And, and you know this, but you know at ICE, we really believe the technology is, is an augmentation. It's an acceleration of the process. It's not meant to replace the person. And so these are the education is a big area where you where you have to have somebody, you know, to help you understand throughout the process what's happening. I thought there were some interesting insights here between high tech and high touch and how you want to how borrowers want that. Um, as you said, it's not just you can't just, you know, generalize on, oh, this generation wants that. But I think one of the things that was really interesting is Despite 60% of borrowers describing their recent mortgage experience as easy, only 36% would describe it as a great online experience. So you're like, well, it was easy. What else were you looking for there? You know, what are some of the things you think they might be looking for? Absolutely. So in the mortgage industry, we understand the parts of the process, which is quite extensive. And I can't jump into the mind of the person taking the survey to know if they're talking about the application itself or the underwriting aspect, right? Where technology provides the document exchange and the sharing of data throughout the document exchange. 
So certainly someone in the process does not want to redo uploading a document multiple times, sharing with you their statement multiple times. I mean, that's a high uh, factor of, of frustration for many people. And so when I when I look at that number, um, I think of that is that they're saying, yeah, it was easy to upload, but I had to do it a significant amount of times. And so that's where it, it doesn't become a great online experience. If uh, you're asking for me again in a different platform, and that's one of the things you know, we work on is that streamlined data approach. So you're not asking for multiple times. So so that that's how I would look at that is, yes, you might have easy upload capability, but are you really dialing in the process from beginning to end so that it's seamless for the borrower? Hi, this is Diego Sanchez, COO of HW Media. And I'm joined today by Alex Ilazai, Chief Strategy Officer at United Wholesale Mortgage. Thanks for joining us today, Alex. Hey, Diego. Thanks for having me. Good to be here. Yeah, I mean, the Broker Channel's had a great couple of years of growth. Do you expect that growth to continue in 23? Yeah, we do. I mean, as you mentioned, you know, in the third quarter, uh, which was the latest quarter, actually fourth quarter, is about 22.5% or so of the market is broker now, which is, I think, at the highest since 2009. So we're continuing to see great trends in the overall growth of the channel. And we expect it to be 33% by 2025, 26. Like, that's uh, what we're expecting to, to, to see the numbers come in at. And a lot of that is being driven by just literally hundreds of retail loan officers that are leaving retail and joining wholesale every single month. So those numbers are continuing to do great. And we're actually seeing as another example, uh, Diego, at UWM here, you know, we have about four to 500 loan officers that come in every single week for success track, which is a great opportunity for them to learn, develop, network, and help grow the overall broker channel together. So you see a couple thousand people a month uh, that are coming in. And that was happening in all of last year, right? And all the years, you know, several years before that when we started. But if you think about like the times that we're in, right? Everybody talks about a lot of the negativity and that's what the usual focus on. But the reality is people are excited about it. Brokers are excited about it. The market's growing. And at UWM, obviously being 100% wholesale, no other company in the mortgage space is better positioned than we are. I love seeing the confidence and the leaning in that's happening at UWM. Alex, thanks so much for joining us today and sharing your insights. Thank you. It's good to spend time with you. I think, you know, um, so I applied for a, a mortgage loan last summer. And I think one of the things that was frustrating to me was to go through a digital experience and at the end be transferred to a person who then wanted to go through all of those same questions again, even though I've already filled them out. So it was like, but wait, why did I have to do that twice? You know, so it's interesting that even, even when, you know, and I knew we could do better. I'm like, oh, I know this process could be easier. There's lots of tools out there. So what did you find about the breakout of people who wanted digital and a handholding at some point during that process? Well, I'm going to tell a story for this. So this is not data-based. And I know my team will be like, she's telling a story that's not data-based. But I think it <laughs> explains uh, exactly what we're talking about in the mortgage industry. So have you ever called into a customer service uh, line and you're on wait and you get the whole like automated answer and then you finally get in and it's an automated response. So it's supposed to be highly technical but you can't get the answer you're looking for. I know for me, I end up screaming, speak to a representative like multiple times. And so <laughs> I look at this in the same light. People want easy access for the document part of it, for interchange, for you know 
filling out forms should be all streamlined and, and easy. But the moment you have a question or you have something you need to resolve, especially in a complex process of buying a home, let's say, you want to be able to access somebody. So just the simple bit of giving your personal you know, lender's email or phone number where they're not going through a system to try and get to that person and screaming, speak to a representative. <laughs> I mean, I think that's key. And I think that's what this showed is that when people want convenience, um, especially for those, as we mentioned at the beginning of this, people who've taken out more than five loans, mortgages um, in their lifetime, they want more convenient access. They don't need the explanation. They don't need the education. They already get all of the pieces, but they just want it streamlined. To the person who may be in their second or third mortgage even, uh, where they might want to be able to access a human um, and ask those questions. And so that's what the data showed. So um, 45% of millennials want both. Uh, we talked about the 60%. Um, that's interesting to me because it means they want to be able to choose at what point do they want technology or, you know what, I'm done with the technology. Now I want a person. I think this is a harder nut to crack than just if we knew, oh, everyone just wants to be in the system, right? I mean, it's solving for that is is kind of hard on, you know what I mean? If someone's going through their phone, like um, for whatever, I, I know that mortgage lenders have been solving for this, but that is that is harder than if you're just doing one or the other. I would have the conversation up front if it were me. I would say, you know, it, especially for experienced borrowers we're talking about. So if you have somebody who this is their first time, you're going to want to handhold more. But someone who's been in the business, knowing the data that came out of this survey, I would be asking, how many mortgages have you done? How experienced do you feel you are? You know, what is a good experience for you? How, how many times do you want me to, to reach out to you? If I reach out to you weekly, is that something that works for you? If, you know, would you prefer I email? And um, So that would be my recommendation for lenders based on this data is especially for people who've had two or more mortgages to have that conversation up front. Now, whether your process or system can handle what they're requesting, I mean, obviously that's, that's a different ball game. And our company right now, a big thing we recommend is looking under the hood for what you already have in terms of technology and just making sure you're leveraging it effectively. So that's something your business can be doing right now. But as a human being reaching out to the borrower that's come in, my recommendation would be a conversation. How many times do you want me to reach out to you, to talk to you, um, provide them my uh, direct access to me? So I think a lot of people do that, but that would be where I would double down right now. I love that. And um, going into the experience and what different uh, generations or, or cohorts of people want, I when I was at um, Experience, I moderated a panel and we were talking about Gen Z and I said, it, it makes me laugh. So I have a daughter who's Gen Z and her friends, they will go up to a house. So they'll go to someone's house and they won't ring the doorbell. They won't. They're, they'll call them. They'll they'll text them and say, I'm at the front door. And I was like, well, just, just ring the doorbell. It's, it's right there. It's like a, a very, you know, there's a solution to this that has been there for a long time. But in your survey, we've, we found, you know, the people who really want to avoid uh, personal interaction more were Gen X and up. Gen X, 51% um, and of older respondents. And I love that I'm in that older respondents category. Uh, you do. Yeah. 
<laughs> liked that online applications eliminated the need to meet in person, whereas only 31% of Gen Z and millennials. So I'm like, I have to retract some of my statements. I need to, you know, they're not the only ones who are antisocial sometimes, you know, other people feel the same way. So I love that story you told. First of all, thank you so much for being part of the panel. I've heard nothing but amazing things for you moderating that. So we really appreciate appreciate you doing that. Oh, thanks. Uh, yeah. So I have um, a daughter as well who's in her 20s, and she wants to be completely digital until she doesn't. And if you are not available at the moment, she does not want to be digital, then it's <laughs> like the biggest deal. And so I think that's that's something we we found through the survey is that as much as you'll get you know millennials and Gen Z wanting the mobile app, so that's a huge deal for them. They want to be able to access things through their phone, whereas Gen X and baby boomers don't necessarily need the mobile app, right? They're fine going to a website, for example. And if you're like me, when I go to a mobile app, I'm often like, well, how do I auto-populate this? <laughs> so I right. uh, regardless, what happens is um, as you become more experienced with the mortgage process, that's where you need less and less handholding. And so while age does determine people's proficiency around technology and what they're used to, uh, it's really experience with mortgages that determines how a person wants the technology to interact with them throughout the process. So I, I have a story, if you'll, if you'll accept this, um, that I like to give as an example. So um, for those Star Wars fans out there, there are two kinds of Star Wars fans. One who watched episodes four, five, and six. So A New Hope, Empire Strikes Back, and Return of the Jedi first. And then you have those who watched episodes one, two, and three first. And your approach or feelings about Star Wars are forever cemented by which episodes you watch first. And so those of us that watched episodes four, five, and six first will always have that experience of Darth Vader in a certain light and then going back and finding out about Anakin. And so it seems completely far off. No, it is the perfect, it is the perfect analogy. And it's so true. Uh -huh. It is a divine line. And that is true. I love that story. Yeah. So I think that's the same with mortgages, right? Like someone who's, who has the experience with mortgages is going to need different things than someone who is experiencing the first one or two. Because remember, you purchase a home, that's one kind of experience. You refinance, that's another right? It's still a mortgage, but it's different experiences and what you're looking for. And so I, I think that uh, while, while my daughter and your daughter are like technology dependent in those ways, which we can't understand because we didn't grow up that way, they still need that handholding in terms of experience. I love that. What a, what a perfect analogy. I'm going to be thinking about that because it's so true. Well, we are coming to the end of our time, but I know you have a bonus stat for me. So uh, tell us what the bonus stat is for our audience. So we threw this into the survey primarily to help our lenders because we get this question a ton and we do have technology that helps. And so this, the bonus stat is one out of three of our respondents said that they are looking to take out a home equity loan in the next coming year. So that is something I think, you know, very telling in terms of if you're focused on what you can do from a purchase market perspective, and if you're ready for those equity loans that come in, uh, you will be prepped in 2023. That's actually really good news, right? One out of three, that that could add up to some volume there at a time when, you know, we need some volume. So home equity, 
people need to get ready to to reach out for that, find the borrowers, find the right people who are looking for that, and then serve them what they want. Yep. I think that's all great. And again, we'll launch more of this uh, April 1st. So we'll do more. We're, we're looking into a lot more data right now to help share out. But right now you can access this heading out of uh, Q1. So we wanted to launch these, these stats now so that people could leverage some of this for those last loans that are coming in in the quarter. Absolutely. And and prep for the next quarter. And Sarah, thank you so much for being on today. Thanks for sharing this with us ahead of time. Really appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely, Sarah. It was great. And talk to you soon. Success might look different this year, but it's out there for those willing to work for it. That's why 2023's Gathering of Eagles will focus on forging opportunities, the perfect chance for industry leaders to take a proactive approach to continually move the needle in their businesses and the real estate industry at large. Gathering of Eagles will bring together the nation's top residential real estate CEOs, presidents, and C-level leadership teams to grow, network, and set the pace for what's next in our industry. 2023's GOE is at Omni Barton Creek Resort in the rolling hill country of Austin, Texas from June 18th until the 21st. Learn more and register your spot on the events page at realtrends.com. And we can't wait to see you in Austin. Thanks for listening to Housing Wire Daily. If you haven't already, we'd love for you to take a minute to rate the show and leave a comment. And make sure to tune in tomorrow for more news and insight.